podcast our purpose is to positively building men both young and seasoned our goal is to positively impact the lives of men and the effects that impact has on their lives families and communities as a man thinks wants to leave a legacy that will last a lifetime get ready to be encouraged engaged and challenged in this podcast you would expect to know what men go through hear us laugh cry share our personal challenges in this walk of life as a man thinks. So, right, so we back to as a man thinks. So uh, we were talking about men crying up here for a little bit. So we are we're going to get to some serious issues today. Uh, we did want to say uh, our our feed the homeless event was awesome. Uh, it went off well. So thank you for everybody that supported. Uh, much blessing to you. And uh, we did want to talk about some serious things though. Hey, real quick, I mean, if you recognize these colors, hey, we don't mind turning the bottle around if you want to sponsor us. Uh, hey, shoot us, a, shoot, shoot us a quick email. You know, cups. Hey, these cups. So low. Whoever's in the cups, whatever you want. Whatever, to hey, whatever's in the cup can be sponsored too. So, but again, uh, thank you for all your support with the uh, with the, as a as a man thinks feed the homeless event. Thank you for your donations. Uh, appreciate everything that you all did to help us to feed the homeless. Man, but bro, just the people out there, the energy, you know, the people that cried, the people that, you know, felt so grateful that we were out there impacting the community, the people that hugged us, the people that, you know, encouraged us to, you know, that what we were doing was helping them. You know, that is what matters. So thank you guys, everybody that supported, everybody that donated. Well, you donated $5, $10. I will tell you that your donation did not go in void. People's lives was helped. People's lives were changed. And there was kids that were living on the street that actually had a hot meal because of you. So thank you. All right. All right. So again, uh, thanks again for your support. Uh, but yeah, we wanted to get to some serious topics here so uh what was the topics i, I want to make sure i don't steal no one's thunder here so we we talked about um how do you get over past hurts past dealings past loss things that have affected you um especially this is coming out right after father's day so i know we've got some uh some strong topics here a couple of brothers who uh probably have some thoughts on losing fathers so how do y'all get over that bro i i honestly don't know bro i I'll tell you this, I mean, I just got done crying an hour ago, you know what I'm saying? Just like, it's very, very emotional. It's almost like trauma, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really feel like I'm dealing with trauma. Like, like I work at Grady in the emergency room, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, to lose a loved one for me, it's just, it's, it's still devastating, man. It's still devastating. When I think about things I want to accomplish, and I hear it over and over again, right? So I talk to people that's in my life that I feel like want me to be successful and speak very positive things in my life, so I listen to them. 
And the things they tell me all the time is, man, you know, you know, your dad was great and he left a legacy and he left this for you to do and that for you to do. And, and all that sounds good. But at the end of the day, damn it, he ain't here. And it still hurt. And it's still a pain that aching inside of me. And people tell me all the time, oh, you know, time will heal the hurt. And I just don't believe that, bro. I don't believe it. You know, so until I see him again, at this day, I'm going to deal with it day by day. But uh, it, it's still a lot of hurt, man. Still a lot of hurt. Um, For me, uh, my father didn't pass as recent as uh, Courtney's. But uh, like he said, um, I don't think you ever really get over it. I think you try to uh, – I know for me, I try to uh, – occupy myself maybe so 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 that I'm constantly busy my mind's constantly going so maybe I don't think about it as much I try not to be by myself as much even though sometimes you know you really can't help being by yourself and you don't have those thoughts and um talking about it um me and my brother may rekindle some you know conversations of you know what he used to do or maybe you hear a song on the radio that just Triggers, whatever. I mean, for me, I don't think that you, I don't think that, I'm, I'm recording, I don't think that you ever get over it. I know they do say time heals all. Um, and I do think that maybe you don't cry as much or whatever, but as far as the pain or the, the thoughts or missing that individual, I don't, I don't think you ever really get over that. And uh, for me, the most recent thing that happened was my mom passing. And for him, it's his father passing. So for me, I I don't have a parent. So it's definitely uh, difficult. But like I say, I think I try to just keep busy, more or less. Done. And, and, that, and, that, and that might not be the right thing to do. Maybe another solution out there that could happen or something I need to look into. I know people say counseling and this, that, and the third, and you need somebody to talk to. And, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but I still don't, I don't think that's going to help. That's going to help me get over it. So I, I, don't, I don't really have an answer for it. Like, what do you do to get over it? Because I really don't think that you ever do. I really don't think that you ever do. Man, you know what's crazy is, so my mom is still alive, but it's almost like I feel like when my dad passed, I lost both parents. Mm -hmm. Because my mom's life changed so drastically, you know, and, you know, it's almost as if she's here, but she's not here. I feel like I lost both parents. How long were they married? Oh, man. They were married 35 years, 40 years. You know, so they were married a long time. And uh, it just feels like, you know, I, I live on this earth and I lost both parents. Because even though my mom's still alive, she is, you know, she's in a room. My brother's house, she don't leave, she don't move, you know, she, you know, she's very quiet. And I, and I still believe she is 
dealing with the hurt. And my dad was everything to her, you know. But so it's it's tough, man. It's very tough. Very tough. But I think you could think about that in a manner of as well of, you know, how do you get over hurt that you've had in relationships? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll speak on that. I do want to speak about uh, the parents real quick, too, though. You know, I mean, I've heard both of y'all. Obviously, Kyrie's lost both his parents, and Courtney's lost his dad. I, I fortunately have both of my parents still, um, but it doesn't make you, you know, appreciate them more. You know, make you want to, you know, make sure you call and you know, let them know how much you do appreciate them. Sometimes we can take that for granted. Um, should be a time where you don't go for, you know, periods of time speaking to your parents because whether you live in the same state or not, you still should be caring for them. I can tell you the relationship that the closest to me personally was my grandfather. You know, for you all who may know, my grandfather helped raise me. My grandfather's also the one who turned me on to NWA, person turned me on to Boosie Collins. I mean, my grandfather was just a diverse man, and he uh, taught me so many lessons, but, you know, my first, you know, 12, 13 years, I was raised with my grandparents. So my grandfather my grandmother were my parents, and both of them have passed. And then my mom, who was, you know, she was young. She had me at 19. So, you know, we 19 years old. We come up in the 80s. You know, you're doing what you was doing in the 80s, a 19-year-old, 20-year-old. And, uh, you know, for the most part, she didn't want me doing the things that she had a part of. So she let me be with my grandparents that raised me. And then uh, once I got a little older and she got a little more mature, she uh, brought me back home and I stayed with her. <clears throat> On another level, someone who I related to closely is my wife's father. Now, my wife's father has passed. And, you know, I really I really took on a strong relationship with him, especially for my my kids, for them getting to see their grandfather and be with him and that. And I can even see the effects it has on my wife. So whenever, you know, his birthday comes or his anniversary date he passed came, or when it's just a thought of something that makes her think about him, whether it's, you know, me and my daughter dancing or dating, and she knows she doesn't have that with her dad, there's an effect there. You can see the emotion of getting involved in it. So you know, how do you deal with those? I think what you can do is just, you know, relish those times that you have with them. Think about those times that you you really care with them. I know Kyrie, you know, at a young age, you lost your dad, but it was still something I'm sure that he instilled in you. Take something with those times. You know, take something that you really do enjoy and then inspire you to do the same for yours. Um, relationships. Relationships. So what were we saying on relationships, Courtney? I apologize. Yeah, man, I was just saying that you know, even in relationships, you know, how do you get over, you know, the hurt of a relationship? You know, being in a relationship, whether, you know, it's with a, you know, a woman, you know, or like a friendship relationship. I know in our last episode, we talked about just friendships, but, you know, people say time heals everything. But man, I tell you, it's it's a struggle. I, I've been in relationships where, you know, there that you've broken up with the person and it's, it's been a tough battle, you know, or been in relationships where I've had friends that no longer is friends anymore. It's a tough battle. And it just seems like we deal with so much as human beings. Uh, sometimes it feels very overwhelming. You know, as you walk this earth and we know that, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. We know that. And we do know that there are going to be trials, tribulations, and things that go through. But I would say, man, just for me personally, sometimes it's just unbearable sometimes. It seems like, especially as Christians, I sometimes feel like we go through more of persecution and 
more of dealing with, you know, fighting this everyday life, living and trying to live right and trying to do things right and trying to, you know, put our families in the best situation. But uh, sometimes, man, you just be looking at God like, yo, can I get a break? This hurt, hurt. This really hurt. Like, do you really feel how I feel? Do you really feel how my heart is hurting? And I know he does. But when we're down here in the yeah. we don't always feel that way. Huh. Um, yeah, I guess I can agree as far as uh, when it comes to relationships, uh, depending on what type of relationship, I mean, you were in. For me, I would say sometimes it really depends on maybe how the relationship ended as to how it would affect you um, in the long run. So say if I'm in a relationship if I was in an intimate relationship with a young lady and we've been talking for a while, but then she was out cheating, you see what I'm saying? So then now, um, even though maybe I still may care for her, it now turns into resentment. So then now, I don't think it's going to take me as long to get over you simply because of what happened. Now, if we just kind of just grew apart or something like that. Maybe I still got love for you. Maybe, you know, so I think sometimes it's how the relationship means. The same thing with friendships. Like, uh, like you said, last time, last thing we was talking about, um, I can't say that any of the friendships that I had when I was a kid and the people that I don't talk to anymore, I can't say that, like, I feel bad or anything or, like, time is going to take time to heal. I think it just kind of fizzled out. I think it was something that was just building and building and then it kind of just resolved itself. Um, so um, for me, I think it's, it's, I don't know, it's situational. So then like for like when we talked about our parents, obviously we love them unconditionally. So then to lose them, you know, now that's a different type of love. And it's, it's, it, it, to me, it's a different type of hurt. So then it seems like that hurt almost never goes away. You know, no matter how long ago it was, it's like that hurts is gonna always be there. So I think it's just, I don't know, it's it's really the way that it ends in some instances, and then it's it's who it is. Um, no matter how much we wanna say that, you know, you got two parents or you got two siblings, or maybe you got friends, you know, you always gonna treat somebody better than the other one. You always you love somebody more than you love the you it, it just it is what it is. So I think it's is 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 different to who it is as to how it'll affect you in the long run. That's that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think it depends on that relationship too. So, like I've you know I've been trying to run my own business, do different things for years. And I can remember when at one point I thought I was going to be uh you know just be somebody that was going to be able to fund other businesses. What's, what do you call them? Like a venture capitalist, mm-hmm. where I would you know people have business and I want to provide for the business. There was one business I got into with. This joker, I won't say your name, but you know who you are, dude. If you listen to this podcast, you know who you are. You know you owe me my money, boy. Wait, wait, wait. That got serious real quick. That got serious. Hey, hey, what a weapon was that? What a weapon was that? But in all honesty, I mean, I see this. You call him a boy and everything, boy. You know you owe me my money, boy. Hey, look, we're going to see you, too. We. I got your back, bro. To this day, that was the relationship that was tight. That relationship at the end, and they got courts involved. And again, I stepped away from it because, you know, I know from which my help comes from. It don't come from that situation. So, you know, like the Bronx Tale, the movie Bronx Tale, sometimes it takes a certain amount of money, 20 bucks, whatever it is, to separate you from that relationship that you have with somebody. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, 
when you learn the character of somebody, even when it deals with money, you realize you don't want to be a relationship that person anyway. So, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, but it does hurt sometimes when you put your trust and put your hope in certain people, certain situations, and uh, you know that that relationship uh, wasn't received in the same manner that you might have seen it in. But in all honesty, I mean, that that's a part of relationships, though. Relationships, you know, to me, again, I talked about in the last podcast, some are seasonal, some are not. You know, you just got to know which ones, you know, really hurt the most. But, you know, what's a transactional relationship and what's a loving relationship? You know, did you put your heart into something? Did you put your your body and soul into something that you thought was going to be a love relationship and you realized that it wasn't? And now you were looking for more of that relationship than, than you should have been. And my past relationships, I've been married 19 years, maybe 20 years next year. There's a relationship that happened in the past. I, I'm over that. I may be cool with people, but I, I'm over that. I'm I love where I'm at. And, you know, there was something that was person there. Great. Um, so most of those are over with, but in terms of just, you know, friendships and relationships in that manner, you know, I don't, I don't get too hurt by things only because, you know, I think Courtney said on the last podcast, you know, it is what it is. You were there for a reason. You're not there for a reason. You can't get upset by it. You just got to understand it. Literally. You're going to get these hands, boy. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you know who you are. Yeah. You are little boy. He might not know, but he know. We're gonna see you, little boy. <laughs> nah, man. I mean, man, that's uh that's uh that got real real sensitive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you didn't never tell me that story, bro. Yeah, it don't need to be said. So <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, but I mean, I, I agree with you, you know, Lashawn. I agree with you. I, I just think that you know, what do y'all think about counseling? You think that works? Think counseling work? Well, I, again, I guess I go back to. I mean, it really just depends. I, you know, I I don't know about paying somebody to talk to that maybe tell me the same thing that I already know. Like sometimes I just don't think I, I can just I rather just talk to a friend or talk to my wife about whatever the situation is and see if that don't change things. I I don't necessarily know. Um, the tactics that a counselor could necessarily pull or tell me. What I mean, what are they gonna tell me? Like, well, I've been through this situation. Here's what I did. Like, well, what you did might not be what I need. So I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying they can't work. I just don't know how beneficial it would be for for me in a sense. You know, maybe a psychiatrist or something because they can get some pills, but. Uh, I got an answer, but I'm gonna tell you right now. Kyrie sounds scared. It's in my opinion. Kyrie sounds scared. They don't want nobody to tell him. That. You said you can see a psychiatrist now. A counselor is somebody's gonna help you to understand what your issues are. So you said you already know what they are. So what if you don't? But then how would I know? If That's I don't know, then how would I know? But their job is to help develop that and bring that out. I mean, I know what the problem is. So they don't gotta tell me what it is. Like if I if I go to counseling for say losing my mom, I know the problem is losing my mom. So then how are they gonna help me be the unlost my mom? Right. Right, exactly. So you talking to me about all of what you talking about, I I'm not gonna go open this door and she's gonna be standing right there saying, Hey, she called me Zeke. Hey, Zeke. That's the only way you can really mend it or fix it. It's not going to take away the hurt. Now, I can talk to you. I can talk to Courtney, and we can all sit up and cry like some big punks and all of that good stuff. And y'all can tell me what y'all think and all of that good stuff. 
to me, I'm talking to a friend that I feel like genuinely has my best interests at heart versus a counselor who I'm paying. Let's just face it. I'm they ain't doing it for free. They ain't, I'm not getting counseling for free. And it's very money motivated. <laughs> so okay. they're gonna tell me whatever they think I want to hear. It's not from the heart. Well, I'll tell you my experience with counselors. I, I don't know about counselors <laughs> after the fact of the situation. I can tell you one of the things that we did with marital counseling. Before we got married, and I tell you, I think that was the best thing that we did. The reason it was the best thing that we did was because, man, I I, I knew Pascal since high school, mm -hmm. and we dated off and on, and we felt that we knew each other before we got married. And when we went into it, they gave us a bunch of questions that we were asked about this and about that, and we were like, we knew all this. I mean, we even worked as a team on we going there. We're going to be like this. We're going to be like that. We're going to answer this way. And there were certain questions they asked us that made us go. Maybe we don't know that by each other. And I'll tell you, the greatest thing I walked away with in that marital counseling was, and uh, it was the, it was a pastor Gleans, Patrick, uh, it was Covenant Christian at the time, but Jubilee Christian Church in Mattapan, love you all. Uh, but what they said at the time was, you got to understand the relationships you can't change people. To me, that was the most profound thing because I think so many people go into a relationship thinking, well, this is how I see them. This is how they are but they're not going to stay that way. And you you put your perceptions on what you want somebody to be. And if you don't get that, you see a lot of marriages fall apart because what you expected to, to get out of that marriage and we expected a person to become didn't become. Now you're looking like, oh, I was either sold a bag of goods or I was expecting to so get it. And what they told us at the time was, marry what you're marrying. You don't expect more than what you're marrying. Now, naturally, you all are going to change. There's going to be certain things that you like, certain things that she likes that y'all don't like. And you'll adjust. But if you go into it with these pre pre what do you call preset expectations mm -hmm. that things are going to be a certain way, you're going to set your marriage up to fall. And for us, that was the greatest thing that we did. And that was something that we didn't know. So again, we thought we had the answers. We're 25 and 26 years old. We're like, we're young, getting married. Where most of our friends are still out having kids and doing whatever they're doing. We thought we knew all the answers, but they did give us something tangible to make us understand that we didn't have all the answers. Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I'm on the fence with this, you know, and and the reason why I'm on the fence is I believe, like, <laughs> I know multiple people that are counselors, that are psychologists, that they're giving advice, and their lives are screwed up. Like, how can you possibly tell me what is best for me? in my future when your life is screwed up. And and look, y'all might think, look right now, y'all might say, well, I'm judging, all right? Well, you're being judgmental. People, everybody got something that they're dealing with. That's right, that's true, right? I believe that. But I also believe that they're money motivated. If I tell a counselor if they're tomorrow, hey, I can't pay you for two weeks because you know my check ain't hitting. They're going to say, come back in two weeks then, and then we can talk. They ain't going to say, well, you know, we, you know, I want to finish this session, and I know you're hard, and that's not going to be that way. And I know that it's a job, and they get paid to do a job. My thing is, is how can it be effective or beneficial for me? I went through counseling, too. I went through counseling individually. I went through counseling, you know, um, before I got married. 
And at the end of the day, I, I don't know. I, I think this is what I will say. This is what I will say. I, I'll give y'all this. When I went through counseling, before I got married, it was with our pastors. Okay? I think that was wrong. I think it should have been maybe with an outside source of someone that didn't know either of us. Like they can't draw any conclusions for her, for me, but people that were so close that knew things that went on in my life, knew things that went on in her life, they could speak in our life, but I think they spoke pretty much out of what they know and biblical, but mostly about what they know. And I don't feel as if it was beneficial. This is, my, this is my opinion. I don't feel like it was beneficial. I don't feel like it helped us. And if you see this podcast, I ain't got nothing against you. We good. But hey, it's just how I feel. Listen, I think they told her, you better not marry that man. They probably did. <laughs> hey, they probably did. They probably did. <laughs> I mean, when you speak about like marriage counseling, they still alive, though. things like that, I feel like most of those people. I guess it's really based off of um, experiences, I guess. So, like, when you're talking to somebody about a marriage counselor, you nine times out of ten, that marriage counselor has been married, so they're speaking from a experience. place of experience. Right. So, but then, to Courtney's point, they if they don't know you, they're speaking off experience and they hear what you're saying, but I still think that everybody dig in, like, in a way in which they would settle an issue. Like that's where they pull it from. So would would what they talking about necessarily help me? I don't know, but it could. I'm not saying that it couldn't. So I guess it could work, maybe. Um, but I mean, most people, and they don't have to be a counselor. It could be a you, it could be a me, it could be anybody I feel like can speak off an experience, especially like if they been in that situation. So just take for instance, like my wife is and Courtney's like my wife's mentor. And so like he been in the restaurant business for so long, he can tell her a whole lot of stuff is going to be beneficial to her. Why? Based off his experience and how he handles certain situations. So I think that that is beneficial. Mm -hmm. So him talking to her is definitely beneficial because he's experienced that. But if uh, like me, for instance, and I'm always talking, I haven't experienced any of it. And I tell all the time. You experience like, much of nothing. Like, like how I would say this or how I would do that. And, uh, you know, but uh, maybe I'm not an, an effective counselor in that area. I'm, it's not the fact that I'm outside, right? I'm outside counsel and I'm, I don't have the experience to speak on. So I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like Courtney. I'm on the fence about the counseling. Bro, thing. I just feel like I could print off on Google, a list of counseling answers. Give them to Deshaun and say, ask me these questions. I feel like that's going to help me more than anything. You know, so Courtney, this one on in your life, how did that make you feel? Well, you know, Deshaun, I think it made me feel like blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. All right. Great. I don't feel like it's going to be beneficial. The same one over here and printing off those same notes. And it's telling me to do one thing, and she losing her marriage over here in her own home. Like, 
No, I'm tired of this shit. Okay. I'm gonna say it, all right? I don't believe in it. I don't think it worked. Okay. If it do work and it worked for you, thank goodness it worked for you. But for me, I don't think it worked. The next time you feel that way, say take five deep breaths. <laughs> this is definitely going to be the, the, the serious, angry version of course. But no, in all honesty, so this is my this is my only issue with that is, for one, especially African Americans, and one thing we don't do is get mental health. We don't look for help. We and again, one of the reasons why we don't do that is because we feel, oh, they can't help me. They're going through this. But again, I think that's pride too. And again, at some point, whether it's and I, I don't want nobody giving me no counsel who got their own issues going on. But we all got our own issues going right. on, right? I mean, right? Even if we're a friend, it's like that there's wisdom in the multitude of counsels. Right. You can come to me and ask about something. I might be dealing with something myself. But if I care enough to give you a solution based on what I feel, and I can give you a solution that's there, then there is multitude of counsel. So I, right. I, I personally feel like, and again, I think you should vet anybody who's going to be a counselor. Something's going to pour into your life. You need to vet that person and make sure not that their life's perfect, but they can speak to you about a subject based on their experience in that matter. Right. right. Like, how many divorces did you have? Oh, I had three. Well, they ain't going to work. Okay. <laughs> because right. you didn't divorce three times. You know, well, I mean, they ain't going to work. Well, in all honesty, they're staring at your divorce in the wrong way. Like, so we're going to go back to Steve Harvey. I know that's one thing we brought up. So uh, Corey Holcomb brings up this thing about why Steve Harvey is. Considered the marriage guru with books. That dude's been married. He's been married on his third marriage. That's he, that's real. Speaking from experiences. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm just that. that means experienced enough to know what not to do and and what to do. So, I mean, first, personally, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to listen to somebody who's been divorced multiple times about how to stay in a successful marriage. Why not? Because he ain't been in one. He's a counselor. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's a counselor. No, he is a counselor. I said you gotta vet your counselor. He's been vetted and it's been shown that he ain't got the skills. He ain't lost his license yet, though. So <laughs> he can still count. He legit, right? Yeah, Look, and Steve, we ain't, we ain't coming at you, bro. You want to donate? You know what I'm saying? Right. You in Atlanta? You know, you here in Atlanta. We in Atlanta, like you know, you know, we rock with you. You know, but you been married a few times, bro. You know, it's all good. Your experience. We love you though, Steve. As a man thinks dot org donates tax deduction. <laughs> you see. Uh, I'm just saying, y'all, you know, listen, at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm not gonna knock anybody with what their profession is. Mm -hmm. My profession every single day is flipping burgers. I feel like I'm the best burger flipper out there. All right. Could you tell me that I'm not? Maybe. I do all the time. Maybe you could. But then I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to say, okay, well, let's go in the grill and I'm going to show you how I flip the burgers and then you show me how you flip the burgers. First of all, we all know McDonald's don't flip burgers. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. They know that. They, oh. true. they do not flip burgers. That's true. But we show not take them off the grill. You know what I'm, saying? I'm the best take the burger off the grill person that is, okay? All right? Y'all learning the inner secrets of McDonald's. I do not know that. They do not flip the burgers. They don't have a No, so that's a. Now we're going to get into this. It's, I know. I don't know why. Now you need counsel. Lay the meat down, and then you hit the button, and the plate goes down, and it cooks on both sides. Right. And then when it comes up, you pick it up. So, yeah, anybody need any training, uh, or you're looking for a job at McDonald's, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and shout it out there, you know, holler at me. 
hit me up on a podcast, send me a message. I'll hook you up. You know what I'm saying? We you could be the next best burger flipper. Well, no, the best next best burger picker up. There you go. There we got you. Hey, we'll hook you up with a job. I ain't, I'm not gonna lie. Hey, but then when you get there, hey, don't be, don't be, hey, hey, he's serious about that work. So don't think like, yeah. oh boy, y'all gonna be dead. Oh, baby, hey, Courtney put me on. I'm straight. Yeah. Courtney will let you go just like he, <laughs> just like he put you on. No, no, I'll say this. I've worked for Courtney. It's never, it's not an issue there. I did not work in a burger flipping capacity or burger pulling capacity. Worked in a manager capacity. And uh, there was never an issue there working for Courtney. Not that I would tell him to his face. No, but, you know, end of the day, I know we, you know, we veered off, but at the end of the day, you know, I know that people out here dealing with real hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Real pain, you know, things that they feel like they can't overcome. And I would tell you the only way, the only thing in my life that gives me hope for tomorrow is knowing that God has my best interest. And no matter what I face, no matter what I go through, no matter what the situation is, you know, I'm going to come out on top. You know, it don't feel good now. The hurt and the pain, the 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 discomfort of thinking to yourself, someone you love, you'll never see again. Or somebody that impact your life so much, you'll never be able to, you know, have a, a genuine conversation with that person again. But I know that he dwells in me. And I know that Everything that I'm doing in my life to impact people, he's looking down and he's proud. So those are the things that keep me ticking. You know, if I did not have that small bit of hope of knowing that God got me, I'm telling you, I, I just I wouldn't I'd be mentally unstable. Yeah, I love that, man. I, you know, heavily agree with you on faith as someone who didn't grow up in faith. Um, you know, definitely my faith is what I lean on. Um, just because, you know, without it, I don't know where I would be at. I, I definitely feel like without the faith that I have, I would be someone who just kind of went on their own thoughts, went in their own feelings. And I mean, I was one of those people, man, just, you know, don't split the poles. Don't, I just had that kind of crazy thought about how the world works and how things were. And I remember when I first got really connected to a belief system that, I realized none of that stuff matters. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and not that I don't feel like death matters. Obviously, they do. But, you know, I, I feel like the people that we have lost, the people that I've lost, I know that I'll see them again. So my faith really helps me to understand that my my time here hurts because I don't see them. But I do know that they're in a better place than, than they would have been here and they're going to be in a better place when we all get to see each other again. So, but again, I, I've dealt with hurt on a lower level when it comes to loss. Um, both of these brothers can attest to having greater, but um, I do take faith in just knowing that, you know, the people that have left here are not in a worse place than where they were. Here, so. right, before we get out of here, I want to put something on y'all mind. Uh, me, myself, I stay uh, going down uh, these rabbit holes. And so I just want to know, uh, you know, leave a comment, sh- shoot an email. So when a person that you 
uh belief has 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 passed on. Where where do you believe that they go? It could be faith based. It could be just you know what you think of. Because I myself have a have a have a lot of different thoughts and have a lot of different takes. And it's is that it's I'm not gonna come at you saying oh no it's definitely this way or it's definitely that way. Uh, I'm a person with an open mind. Uh, I'm, now I say I'm not gonna come at y'all. I don't know what they're gonna do, but I'm not gonna come at y'all no type of way. I just want to know, like, what 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 do you guys really think? What what really happens after death? What what really happens after death? I mean, I know for me personally, I can tell you what happened to you. You know, once so, you once you gonna leave, I know what's gonna happen. Next episode, or maybe whenever we decide to talk about it, just I just wanted to put that on your mind so you can. Go research, or maybe you can just like really just you know I, this dude here. I don't know what he's talking about. But anyway, so, so definitely leave your comments on there. <clears throat> talk about a lot of subjects here, uh, but leave your comments. Kyrie brought up a great point, and at some point we will talk about that. It's a it's a strong subject for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, what where do people you know when people leave here? Where do they go? Uh, it'll be a, it'll be one to get our heads around. So let us know what you think about that. Um, let us know about friendship. Let us know about what happens when you do lose people. How does that affect you? A lot of things we talked about. Again, thanks for all your support with the uh, Feed the Homeless event. We love you. We appreciate your support. Definitely tax it up for everything you do. Visit the website, asamanthings.org. Get connected to us in our chat. Get connected to what we're doing. We want you to be a part of us. Get connected to our podcast. And Kyrie, we can you find us. No, I, I think, I just got to say one more thing, okay? I think that God has a purpose for all of us, okay? Except Kyrie. Because he's the only one that God just did not give him a purpose. God put him on the earth and just said, be lost. Make it the best you can. You know, so we have decided to create a purpose for him. So he'll tell you all about that purpose. Go ahead. How can they, how can they reach out to us? Hey, yeah, I can reach out to us. So like I said, as a man think that war, you can reach us. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, any of your popular audio platforms. Please just listen. Um, we definitely appreciate Again, you can donate. Donate 50 cents, a dollar, two dollars, 10, 10,000. 50 million. What you want to put out, you know? So definitely keep uh tuning in and uh we out. Uncle Steve, we love you. Got you, bro. Peace. As a man thinks. To learn how to get connected, support our mission, and become legacy-driven, visit our website, asamanthinks.org, or you can scan our QR code to get connected to our chat. You can also email us at partners at asamanthinks.org. Either way, get connected, be of support, be a legacy-driven, as a man thinks.